Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Well, good evening. This is Mike. And this is Kevin. And we're here to... um, the experts at trucking. Okay, if you say so. If I say so. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Stay what, what? on the road. On the road. That's what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'll be <laughs> traveling to Nashville tomorrow. Yeah, good yep. place. Do some training for Bridgestone. And well, last week, I was in Dallas doing training for Continental at Southern Tire Mart's annual sales meeting. Tire company is kind of like us. Well, the tire companies kind of like us. I'm not sure the tire dealers kind of like us. Because <laughs> if we solve the tire war problems, people buy less tires. That is uh, a fact of life. Yeah, the tire companies like it because they don't have to mess with adjustments because right. the guys don't bitch about their stupid tires. So it is kind of a... Some tire dealers like that. Yeah. If you just... You know, being able to give people the answer to their problem right? instead of just the shuffle. Right. And they some do like things. to fix things, some of them. Yep. And some of them just like to sell tires. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, 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 uh, Mid-American Truck Show is coming up the next week. Right. And I guess we'll have to decide. This coming Sunday, we'll probably do a show because I'll be in town. The next Sunday, I'll be getting back into town. I guess we'll have to decide if we're doing a show or not. I, I don't think you need to drive all day and then do a show. Drive all day, drive all night. Oh, well, there was a song about something like that. I don't really remember that. It song. doesn't matter. Okay, well, um, if you have a question or a comment for us, please push one on your phone dial. If you don't have any questions or comments for us, I will start singing dirty songs and telling dirty jokes, and we'll see how long that lasts. Um, we do have a few people here who do seem to have questions or comments. There are a few. So the first one is an interesting phone area code. It's a, yes. And your guess? My guess is Jamaica. Mine too, because it's not on my list. I have uh, no idea where 432 area the, code is. It's our best chance to get a Jamaica call so far. All right, so man. Go with it. Let's find out. Hello, 432. Are you Hello, there? guys. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. What phone area code is that? This is actually West Texas, and that's where I am today. West, And you're in West Texas. Cool. That's good for you. All right. So oh, what's a, up? It's the size of a small country, well, so it's easy to stay in. <laughs> the yes, size of a pretty good-sized country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm having some tire wear issues, and... Um, well, actually, a couple, if you guys can take more than one question in one call. Sure, why not? Sure, why not? Go ahead. Well, first is on the steer tires. Um, I've been doing the test uh, check for, I believe you guys call it feathered wear, where you run your hand across the tire yes. from the outside to the inside. And yes. on the driver's side tire, I run my hand from the outside towards the inside, towards the frame, and it's uh, sharp and coming back out. Okay. It's smooth. Now, okay. on the passenger side tire, I move my hand in and then back out, 
and going out it's sharp and going in it's smooth. To where okay. if I would move my hand generally towards the right side of the truck, it's sharp on both tires. Yes. Right. Which means your drive axles are out of alignment. Yeah. Pushing you sideways. And you're steering oh. to the l- steering to the left to counter a right pull. All right. Now yes. what was that we what, what's that math we came up with the other decade about uh, thrust angle and how far to the side that it's pushing the driver or specifically the side. I I haven't calculated that out for so long, but a 16th of an inch shim off on the rear end will push the steer tires one inch sideways every time the truck travels its own length. Right. So if you can protract that out to the number of miles you drive, the drive tires are trying to push the steer tires into another state by the time you've gone where you're going. Pretty much, yeah. I see. And I think that's also why I'm getting some very extreme shoulder wear also mm-hmm. on the right side of each tire. But it's more severe. It's sharper and it's more severe on the driver's side tire than on the passenger side. Quite okay, a bit, that means actually. the front end of the truck is also towed out. Probably. The right front tire is actually going a little bit to the right because it's towed out, and the left front tire is trying to go left, and so it's getting drug even worse. Right. I see. Yeah, okay. Well, actually, right, so, so I guess it depends on exactly how bad the pull is, how far towed out it is. Well, but the pull gets worse and worse the worse the tire oh, gets, so true. you can't. That's a subjective thing. Yeah, it you, it's not anyway, empirical. Yeah, you've got a three-axle alignment. Yeah, you need a good three-axle alignment from a shop that knows what they're doing. Okay. And the other thing was um, trailer tires. Now, I've listened to you guys somewhat, and so I've been able to figure out, I think I have the uh, the five-inch, no, I'm sorry, the six-inch Hendrickson axle. And it's So you're wearing this, the inside edge of your inside tires. Yeah. Well, and yep. the funny thing is it's not just the inside end. It's, it's also not that next rib, but the center rib also has a couple of uh, unusual dips in it. That will happen with certain brands of tires. The more low-rolling resistance types tend to also buckle the footprint, and they'll get some center rib wear, too, on the inside tire. Okay. Okay. Just to be clear, there is no, like, five-and-a-half or five-and-three-quarter-inch axle. It's just five and six. Well, there there are some intermediate sizes that have been bringing out to try and mitigate the problem, but not go to the full weight axle. So I've heard of five and a half. So I've heard of sixes. Uh, the only one that I like is a five inch. If it's not a five inch axle, I don't like it. Or if it's not a okay. heavier axle. I mean, really, whether it's there or the drive axles, the whole problem's been that they've taken away Steel. 10, 20 pounds worth of metal and left us with tire wear we can't get rid of. Right. Now, if, is see. this trailer your trailer and you're going to keep it? No, I'm, I'm just uh, leasing this trailer. Okay, all right. Because if it was your trailer, a, you could fix it. Yeah, I believe you guys had the, the one and a half inch by one and a half inch, eight inch angle irons on top of the axle? Yes, yes. Okay, because what I did to measure the axle was, since I didn't want to eyeball it too badly, I just wrapped the measuring tape around took that measurement and divided it by 3.14 or whatever that number is and came out with 5.7. So I'm assuming it's a six inch. Yep. Sounds like a six inch axle. Yep. 
Well, okay. the easier right. way to even tell is how is it attached to the uh, suspension? No, because the five-inch axle can have uh, wedges in it and be welded too. Oh, really? Yes, I've okay. found a couple of those recently. Well, so there you go. You got to measure the diameter of the axle. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I had, guys. I appreciate you taking the call. Not a problem. If you look at our website at mdalignment.com, there is a shop locator tab on there, and you can find shops that are trained our way. Right. And by the way, if anybody wants, go Go ahead. ahead. Um, uh, I just remembered another thing. You guys generally say to do, because I try and do set the toe myself with a friend, and what we always do Mm -hmm. is we just measure from that the most – the outer rib right next to the, or that the groove between the rib and the decoupler, just measuring right. there on the front and back of the tire where it sits. Why do you guys insist on using the, um, the duct tape and tape? lines? Because yeah. the edge of that rubber, I know it's hard to see, but it is not uniform. It does have a slight wiggle all the way around. They found that if they make the rubber perfectly straight, it sets up a harmonic driving down the road, and the tire comes apart faster. So Interesting. A, I guess that's probably why yeah, so it's towed out. Measurement. Yeah, it could a be. Measurement point. Yeah. So uh, you, uh, you want to drive it forward, put some duct tape on, mark it, measure it, roll it forward, measure it again. And the important thing is once you've made the adjustment, you need to back it up and do it again to make sure it's right before you tighten up the tie rod. Right. Always recheck your work. Okay. Will do. I appreciate it, guys. You guys have a lot of excellent information. Thank you, sir. You have yourself a great day. Thank you. All right. So an interesting call from West Texas. Texas. And I wanted to mention, if anybody uh, feels like they're getting something out of what we're saying, to go to our Google listing or Facebook or whoever it is you find that reviews us. And give us a rating. Give us a good uh, review because, you know, it doesn't hurt us. Doesn't hurt. Well, it, it does help us. It, it does. Us. Yeah. I mean, getting yeah. bad reviews would stink. And if you go to our website, you can not only find shops that are there, mm-hmm. you can find the books that we sell, and you can find the video library there that you can observe to see different ways we suggest you do things. So we've got a bunch of stuff on our website, mdalignment.com, to help you. Yeah. Okay. That was very good. We have another call from an 801 area code. Wait, no, wait, wait. 801. What? For the 432. Oh, 403. 403. I'm sorry. Right. Everything moved. 403 is next. Who is it? Uh, who is it? Where is it? Who it is. What is it? I can't. I don't even know where they're from. <laughs> Take a guess. Take a guess. 403. You're wrong. <laughs> it's Alberta. I was going to be wrong. <laughs> but, 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 but I knew because you're going to pick the U.S. This guy's c- right. Canadian. Not, nowhere near Jamaica. Nowhere near. Way the opposite way. Let's <laughs> find still, out if he's still frozen up there. It could be. They're still using the snowmobiles. Yeah. Let's see if he's still in Alberta. All right. He isn't if he's smart. Okay. All right. All right. Hello, Alberta. Hello, Alberta. Mike, it's your favorite retired DOT compliance guy, and I'm in Sheridan, oh, Wyoming. Oh. Nice. In the U.S. cruising. <laughs> good, good place to be. <laughs> hey, uh, quick question. I've, I, uh, I've just got a brand new T680 Kenworth, and I've got okay. the uh, Michelin X-Line Energy tires. 
Yeah. I'm running on 115 in my steers and 110 in my drives. Is that enough air, or would you jack them up some more? Well, are you running the 11Rs? Uh, no, low pro 22.5s. Low pro 22.5s. Are they 14 or 16 ply? Uh, 14s. Okay. So the sidewall of that tire says 110. And on the steer, 110 is the minimum. You're running 115. Anywhere from 115 to 120, I'm happy with. Okay? Okay. Now, the tires on the rear. Now, let me go back. The steer tires, if you're carrying 12,000 pounds, require a minimum of 110 PSI. And at 115, you're five pounds overinflated. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Your drive axles can only carry 17,000 pounds per axle. If you divide that by four tires, you're only carrying 4,250 pounds at full load on those drive tires. And according to the load inflation chart, they only require a minimum of 70 PSI. You're running 110. You're 40 pounds overinflated on those drive tires. Right. Now, if they were mine, I like overinflation. But I think that's too much. I would bring them back to somewhere between 90 and 100. But if, if they're wearing okay. fine at, what, at 110. Well, is... yeah, they're wearing fine, but, but that much inflation means that the, the tire is not flattening out on the bottom. Right. And you're running on a much smaller footprint, which will give you worse heel and toe wear. True. And can cause you traction problems under adverse conditions. True. Oh, Okay. That makes sense. All right. I'll cut them back to uh, 95. 95 be a good 100. number. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Somewhere in that area. That'd be good. Okay? And I'm uh, I'm around that 12.3 mark on my steers, steer axle. So. Yeah. So pushing 110, your, tire, your rims probably have a maximum inflation of 120. Cold. So. Yes. Cold. So I would, pro- I would probably go to 120 on the steers and drop back to 95 on the rears. Okay, and uh, trailer same same thing. I'm running Continentals on the trailer. Yeah, same same thing as the drive because you can only carry seventeen thousand pounds per axle unless you got a spread axle. Do you have a spread axle trailer? No, no, we don't like those numbers. Okay. so it's closed axle. Yeah, I don't like spreads, but spreads you can carry twenty thousand pounds per axle, which means you're carrying five thousand per tire. Yeah. Anyway. Gotcha. Okay, I will. Uh, I will jack my steers up a hair and drop my drives and trailer back. Very good, buddy. All right. Hey, thank you very much, Mike. Always a pleasure. You're always welcome, my friend. You drive safe out there. Thank you Thanks. for calling. Bye. All right. All right. Okay. Very Our good. Canadian that was... friend calls and has an inflation issue. Nice to talk to an old friend like that. All right. We are now at the 801 area code. 801, yes. And, and you were going to guess what state that was? Oh, man. Uh, You're wrong. Tennessee. Utah. Utah. And is he in Utah? It had a T in it. Yeah, it did have a T in it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and, and if you were from the not. University of Tennessee at Knoxville, you use UT. Yeah. See? You were right. UT. UT. I bet he's still there. Let's find out. Uh, okay, let's find out. Green. Oh. Hello, Hello, Utah. Hello, Utah. I'm actually in Washington right now, up in uh, well, the area. Utah. That's uh, not a bad area. Eastern Washington. No. 
It's 55 degrees, and the sun's just about to go down, so it's beautiful. Cool. Glad to hear it. The, the question I have is I bought a an old used truck. I'm a new to uh, truck ownership, mm-hmm. and this happened. It's a Freightliner uh, mm-hmm. Century class, and it has an air ride front suspension. Mm-hmm. As I'm maintaining this and getting this ready to put out on the road, other than checking the airbags and some basics that you do on all air suspension, is there anything I need to know about this truck that's going to either create problems or that I've got to watch because of that air ride front suspension? Well, there is an air leveling valve, and you need to right. make sure that the air leveling valve is at the correct height. Okay. And Depending on the brand of the truck, there's different measurements they use. So you should be able to go to a Freightliner dealer and say, okay, what's the height this is supposed to be? And they can give you that and then where to measure from and to, and you'll be able to set that. Because that sets the caster in the front end of the truck. Okay? Okay. Okay. All right. So so the ride height in the front is important. The second thing you need to watch, some of those older Freightliners – or actually, it wasn't just the Freightliners. Anybody that had, that's a Hendrickson suspension. Uh, right. Some of them had problems with the U-bolts getting loose, the bolts that attach that one leaf spring to the axle. So you want to make sure that's okay. snug. And other than okay. that, uh, remember that with any air ride, as you go down the road and hit bumps, the air ride compresses and droops, and it changes the angle of the steering arm which will cause the steering wheel to change position, and you'll feel like you're driving a boat. Okay? Okay. There's nothing you can do about that. Just adapt to it and learn how to handle it. Okay. That's good to know. Um, the other thing that I have, then, is in Kaysville, Utah, you guys have a are referencing a site on your uh, for alignment. And mm-hmm. because this is new and we have no history, we're going to get there and get that taken care of. Are okay. they well versed in these types? Is this? I've never heard of an air ride steer suspension. Is this it's, something that almost everybody's going to be familiar with? They're they're not going to do anything with it. All they're going to do is okay. set the toe, and if he's familiar with how to measure Freightliner, he'll make sure the ride height is right. Um, other than that, there's nothing you can do to that front end. Okay. okay? So make sure the kingpins are good, make sure the bearings are good, make sure the ride height is good, set the toe, and that's it for the front. Now, on the rear end on your Freightliner, there is something else you should be looking at. If you walk behind the truck when it's not hooked to a trailer, and you get 10 or 20 feet back, you turn around and look at the truck, you can see the airbags underneath the truck that support your suspension. If they're tilted in toward the middle like a V, the U-bolts are loose. And you need to have okay. the airbags straightened and tighten the U-bolts up on both axles before you attempt to do an alignment. And those okay. are on the drive axles? Yes, on the back end of the okay. truck. Okay. And Freightliner's notorious for them getting loose and in a V. Now, once they're loose, that means two things. One, you can't hold the axles in place properly because the U-bolts are loose, so your alignment keeps changing. And second, with the airbags in a V, the back end of the truck tends to sashay around instead of bouncing straight up and down. Yeah, it does that little wiggle you feel in the tail end. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Okay? Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Not a problem, bud. Good luck. Thank you. Uh-huh. All, All right. right. Well, that was cool. Yep, That's well. fine. A Utah guy in Spokane, Washington. 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 We've got a guy up in that area who's talking about getting out of his truck and buying our system in in the Spokane area. area. That would be a good place to. Well, yeah, he's he's in the country out there. He says there's a lot of uh, logging and different kinds of things. So, uh, you know, okay, and he wants to be home with his family. We got that stuff here. I don't know why I'd want to be home with his family, but, you know, everybody has their own thing. Right. Right. Okay. Next one on the list is an 813 area code. 813. Wild guess? Uh, I am guessing I am guessing California. Florida. <laughs> you have been really off tonight. You have no <laughs> sense. A. Um, I bet he's still in Florida, too, because it's spring break time down there, and this is when you want to be down when all those college kids show up. Yeah? The, uh, but it's, okay. Yeah, I suppose they probably are. Just... Old guys like me, we get to look. <laughs> All Let's right. see. Let's see. Hello, eight one three. Yes. Hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm in I'm Florida, good. where it's where it's nice and warm, and uh, uh-huh. I I don't want to see the snow or the cold anymore. I don't blame you. <laughs> so anyway, what's up in Florida? Question, well, my question is, I had a set of Dayton's on the front of my Freightliner Classic, mm-hmm. and the middle rib of both mm-hmm. tires mm-hmm. cupped every 8 to 10 to 12 inches all the way around yeah. the tire. Yeah, what inflation and, were you running? Well, that was one thing. I did have a problem with one of the tires. It had gone down to about 85, um, 85 pounds. Yeah. Uh, and the other, one, the other one seemed to be fine. Um, I at, did have one at, shock that was bad. No, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You didn't answer my question. What is your normal inflation? 100 pounds. That's your problem. You need it more like 110. You need more like 120. More, yeah, at least 110, more than 110. The, the modern tires we've been running for the last 20 years. 15 years, yeah, not, not yeah. 20 yet, 15 years. The tires we ran in the 90s, you could run 100 pounds in your steer tires and they'd wear fine. But as the tire companies have moved into these low-rolling resistance tires, an underinflated tire now buckles the center rib up and causes cupping in the middle rib. If it doesn't have enough air. If it doesn't have enough air. The old tires in the 90s, if you ran them underinflated, were on both shoulders. So they're different tires. They require more air. And if your sidewall says 110, you need 120. If the sidewall says 120, you need 130 to get the best tire work. Definitely Interesting. don't run them ten low. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the shocks. Okay, very interesting because the tire a tire dealer that I've been dealing with for the last five or six years never mentioned anything of the sort. Yeah. So, well, um, um, we teach the tire dealers. Right. <laughs> and they get they get all flustered when we start talking to them about this. And right. The, the logic is impeccable. But they don't want to hear it because, well, for one thing, it's not what the way they used to do things. Yeah. And for another thing, what if they did solve all these problems? Then they'd sell less tires. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you hear us what? talking to the gentleman earlier about the inflation in his steers and his rears? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. And, and, 
And that is exactly the, the process we've gotten to in order to get rid of this tire wear problem. Now, some people say, well, the sidewall says I can carry 12,000 pounds if I run 110, and I'm only carrying 12,000 pounds, so I don't need any more than that. Well, the tire doesn't start this pattern when you're just driving down the road. The tire starts this pattern when you step on the brakes. Now, when you step on the brakes, all of a sudden, the tire is trying to grip the road to stop you, and all the weight shifts forward on the steer axle. How much weight do you think you have on it then? A lot. Uh, 11.3? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> and that's when the footprint buckles and everything starts, okay? So we have found from experience over the last 10, 12 years is if I can just get you to put in 10 pounds over what the sidewall says. Now, remember, the sidewall pressure on a commercial truck tire is not the maximum recommended inflation. It is the minimum pressure to carry the load that is specified on the side of the tire. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then I will do that. I changed it. I changed it now, and now I'm running. I just put a set of um, Bridgestone 280s, 283s, yep. something like that. Yep. 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 Good yeah, tire. Just, I, but I, if if you underinflate a Bridgestone tire like that, instead of getting a little cup in the center rib, a Bridgestone tire will take one rib all the way out. Just the whole rib disappears. Like, yep. No pattern or nothing. No, it's, it's just it's just gone. And that's the thing we've learned. As you go between brands of tires and their different engineering designs, the patterns are subtly different, but they all occur on the center three ribs. Okay. So you recommend to increase it to 110 pounds on, on each of these steer tires? No, I recommend you increase it to 10 pounds over what the sidewall says on your steer tires. And it should say one time. Oh, okay. All right, well, All right. I will try that. I appreciate the info. Thank you, sir. Very good, Have bud. You have a good day. All righty, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Okay, that was good. Yeah, that's our that's our that's our common call or our common problem. Yeah, tons of them. Talk about it all day, all week long, all year long. Last week I did five sessions for Southern Tire Mart. Southern now they have Tire shops. They have shops from Las Vegas to Florida. Okay. Yeah. There was there was three hundred guys there, all salesmen. All right. Yeah. And one of the, and I had forty five minutes to fifty minutes with each group, and one of the patterns I showed up on the screen was this tire wear pattern, center rib wear on different brands of tires. And I said, how many of you see these patterns? And every one of them held their hands up. Yeah. And I said, then I had to explain the inflation to them, and they all looked at me like I was talking Greek. Yeah. <laughs> You're running low air. This so. is the this is how it happens. This yes. Is what happens. Every time. Okay, we got another caller up here. All right, we do, we do. We got 919, is that right? 919. 919. All right, your guess. I am going to guess. I know what it is. Virginia. Actually, it's you're close. North Carolina. North Carolina. You're only one state off. off. How did you do that? <laughs> luck? Luck. Okay, uh, all right. Luck. And I bet he's still in North Carolina because it's very pleasant down there right now. It is. No hurricanes. All right. Hasn't well, gotten hot. Hello, North Carolina. Yeah, um, I am in right outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, very nice. <laughs> Nailed that. Um, very nice. My question is, is I just got a truck here a little while back. They got the 24.5s on it. Okay. And everybody's been telling me that if I would go to 22, uh, low pro 22.5s, I'd get better fuel mileage. Um. Uh, 
I don't know, and and the worst part of it is I don't care. <laughs> I don't sell fuel mileage. Right. I mm-hmm. specify. I spend my time on why is the truck handle bad, why is the tire wear bad, and and I try to fix them. As far as overall tire life, in all the years I've been doing this, I have never been able to prove enough difference in the overall tire life between the two to really care about. Okay. I can only tell mm-hmm. you one thing I know between the 22.5 and 24.5. With the 24.5, it's a lot easier to get under there. Yeah, we can crawl under the truck a lot easier. Yeah. That truck's up there where I can get at it. Um, You got the 11 already. Did you say 24s or uh, 22s? 24s is what it got on it. Uh, the Lux Pro 24s, 5. Now, I'll tell you this. In Canada, they run 11R tires, 24s and 22s. They don't run the low profiles. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. And and I don't hear them complaining about fuel economy, and they pay a lot more for fuel up there than we do. Right. Yeah. Um, the 11R... Well, yeah, they was also telling me that, uh, you know, being that my trailers are twenty two fives, and I have another truck that twenty two fives, that it would be a lot easier when I go to buy tires. You know, I could switch them all around. But well, there is that. But if you let's say you switched, all right, now you got to buy new rims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to buy the different tires. Mm-hmm. You have to change the speedometer. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the the ratios are going to be wrong. Your odometer is going to be off. All right. And and if you're going to keep it a long time and you want to simplify your inventory and stuff, okay, I can see all that. But as far as fuel economy, I can't tell you you're going to get better or worse. I don't know. I really doubt it personally as I the more I've heard about like just trying to improve it with the ro- low rolling resistance tires, all the different things that can just erase everything you gained. Uh, by buying yeah. the right tires and putting them in all the right positions with all the right air pressures. If you just, what didn't cover the gap between the trailer and the tractor, guess what? All your all your savings from the tires are just nothing. Okay, let me give you another thing that will happen. You go from 11R 24.5s to low pro 22.5s, and your engine's going to have to run faster to keep you at the same speed. Yeah, that's uh, what I was just thinking. If you're talking about dropping down the speedometer, you're, you're actually at a higher... RPM. Yeah, your gear ratios are going to be wrong. I, I, I don't... Now, if you talk to Kevin Rutherford, yeah. Kevin understands all this stuff, and he could talk you through the whole thing and explain where you're going to be, but, but I can't. Right. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Now, you done answered it. I, you know, it, it, it wouldn't be worth the, the change. It. I was just curious, yeah. and I heard y'all one night. So. Yep. It's all More right. than happy to help you. All right. Okay. Thank you. You have a uh-huh. have a great day. Thanks for calling. Bye bye. Okay. All right. That was one that was really not in our ball for you. Well, we have an opinion on it. I do. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> I have a I have a valid opinion. I'm starting to get a beer belly. Uh, I call I it a spare a, tire. Yeah, when I got to crawl underneath that truck. Yeah. <laughs> if it's got the twenty four fives, I'm oh, slide right underneath there. Right Get in. some stuff done. I could even yeah, I could even use a a, a, a creeper, a creeper right. instead of sliding in on a piece of grease, rubbing up against fenders and, and that bottom of the differential. Yeah. Okay, um, we have an eight one seven area code. Eight one seven, eight one seven. Your guess. My guess is 
Go ahead. California. Texas. Texas. 214 is Dallas. I think 817 is Fort Worth. Right next to each other. All right. Well, we, we can allow how many calls from Texas? We've already had three. Three? Oh, yeah, because there was a West Texas. Yeah, there was a West Texas. This and is a, the third call from Texas. This, this is the last call we're taking from Could Texas. be. We'll have to think about it. Uh, uh, right. And if he's still in Texas. If you in Texas, then you actually you improve the chances we'll take another Texas. That's true. All right. Let's All see. Right. Hello, Texas. Hello, Iowa. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Hey, we're in Texas, by the way. We're uh, Fort Worthless. So. Fort Worthless. <laughs> it's, over right. it's, over right. it's over there by Useless, Texas. Useless and Kenworthless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm noticing a pattern. There you go. There you go. There is a pattern. What's you, up? Guys going, you guys going to the truck show? Yes. Yes, uh, definitely. So uh, my, my main I'm question right. is that uh, is what is the longest that you would leave a, a tire on a truck? Say over six years, you know. I mean, if the, if the sidewall's not cracked, I mean, I got some trailer tires that've been on my trailers for a while, and they look good, but you know, they always rot from the inside out. So, just I think that's well, why. Uh, if remember that most casings are guaranteed for five or seven years. Okay, so if you're okay. looking at guarantees in that range, depending on the brand of the tire, that's where you're in the guarantee. The second thing is how many times have been recapped? Okay, I, I don't virgin. like a trailer. That, they're virgin. Yeah, they're virgin. You know, mother, you, mother, rec- Mary, you know, virgin like that. You know, what, what are you a recreational trucker driving seven thousand miles a year? How the hell do you keep them that long? <laughs> you know, when you've got multiple trailers, you don't always wear the tires out. So, I see. Okay, all right. Um. The the third thing that I would do if I was running tires that long, there's a company out of, of Washington, Oregon, I think called Fuller Brothers, and they sell a liquid. Um, uh, Stallion out of British Columbia sells a liquid too that you could put inside the tires that you just roll them once in a while and it, and it rolls this liquid around and it keeps them from drying out and cracking internally. Oh, wow. And then they'll last, then they'll last a lot longer. That's okay. what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's a product called Stallion. Uh, it also seals punctures. It lubricates the inside of the tire, acts as an automatic balancing system. Uh, you can look it up online, but the guy's out of British Columbia. It's a good product. That's good to know. See, I learned something. I didn't even know about that. And well, I was giving you all these hard time, you know? Yeah, you just didn't want me singing. That was what it was. Oh, well, I mean, what do you got? I mean, Georgia, Georgia, my whole life through. Okay, anyway. <laughs> is, that, is that all you guys got? That, that's it? You guys are doing well, okay? I haven't talked to you for a while. Everything's just fine. We're cruising along. The IRS is not knocking on our door. We could use more sales. We had the immigration people come through and check for illegal aliens, but since everybody's related to me, there wasn't any of that. (laughs) I was down there by by Houston the other day. I was going to uh, Huntsville there, and they had a truck wash. It's called the Two Texans, but I was more like the Two Illegals. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I understand. I understand. Lived lived in San Diego for a long time. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for uh, thanks for the info. More than happy, buddy. You take it easy. Yep. Thanks for coming. Uh-huh. Yep. All right. 
Okay. All right. All right. That was fine. Yeah. Uh, Texas. What was it? Yeah. <clears throat> we got a 910 call. Six-year-old tires. Now, what's the, by the way, hmm? how many times can you recap a tire? Well, I've heard of people recapping them three and four and five times, but anytime I get past second cap, I'm not interested. Second cap. So that would be the third time the tire's been recapped. Third piece of tread on it, yeah. yeah. And no there's a company out of Omaha, big fleet over there, yeah. that any of their casings, now this was this was years ago. I assume they're doing the same thing. I don't know. Anytime they had a third cap done on a casing, those casings would go into a special storage area and they were getting ready to sell trucks. All of those trucks went out with those third caps on the rear. So they all looked like they had nice new tread. Okay. And they got all rid of all their third casings on sold trucks. Well, that's a, that's a good uh, plan for them. Yeah. 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 Maybe not so good for the guy that bought the truck, but not so that's good. not their problem. All right. We have a 910 area code. Do you want to guess where it is? We do. We do. We got a 910. Now I'm going to say it's uh, wrong. Uh, 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 Second call from the state. From the state. Utah? Tonight. Huh? Utah? No, North Carolina. North Carolina. Okay. We just had a guy from Raleigh. Now we got another guy. This guy's well, from, probably from the... we to set the standard. We will allow three from one Maybe state. he's the Charlotte area, huh? Um, could be. Or, Let's uh, find out. Maybe Wilmington. I don't Let's know. find out. All right. Hello, North Carolina. Hello. Hello. How you doing? This is Mike? That's me. Good. Okay. Yes, I called and what... I had a Greek... I had, uh, lost a call once, but anyways, uh, mm-hmm. last week I had, uh, I missed a deer or well, I went around a deer and I got sucked off the road and I bumped into a guardrail and then that turned into a Jersey barrier. Ooh, that's so, bad. yeah, yeah, it wasn't really that bad. I just left a couple of creases down the side of my tractor, but uh-huh. the trailer, uh, you know, one of the rims got tore up and and three of my rims on the tractor here got got bent up, so I had to re, redo that and put two new tires on and everything. So, but I'm okay, wondering now let me, if let me let I me had, let I, me give you let me give you a warning here, okay? Yep. Anytime you hit a rim hard enough to bend it on a drive oh, or a yeah, yeah, right. But if you bent them, you need to have somebody measure the toe in that axle. Right. Because if you hit that well, axle, I, I that rim to, hard enough. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I took it to a shop, and they, what happened? It kicked the front end. It kicked the two, uh, broke both of the uh, the center bolts and pushed them around and everything. So yeah, I was just at a at a frame shop there, and they fixed everything for me. But I was but wondering also. Those, I had, of, now wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. A lot of those okay, shops, yeah, when yep. they do that repair, will not measure the toe in those driving trailer axles. They'll simply align them. Right. Because there's no way to adjust oh. toe back there. They just ignore that. They never even, they were never taught. Oh, okay. And if the housing got bent and you're towed out on those axles, you're going to have troubles long term. Right. So, you at least so in other words, I should on. say goodbye to, to this thing, huh? Not Because I'm having a little bit of an issue. I'm, get, I'm, I'm getting a vibration back there. And there are two, you know, I had to switch some tires around a little bit. I had to buy uh-huh. two brand new tires, but I, was, I wanted to get all, t- all eight of them at once. But uh-huh. my budget didn't allow for it this month. But next month, I'm putting two more on. And, and once I get my money from this last company I was with, I'm going to put four more across the back, the Michelins. I got I run Michelins. 
Okay, so the two I've that got you a bought. Little bit of wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me, let me. Yep, yep. The two that you bought, okay. did you put them on as a pair together or one one place and one another place? A pair together. Good. The, All right, that's fine. Steer, uh, that's fine. Drive axle. Yep. Okay, that's fine because you want to yeah. pair them up or they'll wear bad. Right. Okay. Now, um, what kind of what a vibration are you getting? It's almost like um, a vibration from a tire. Yeah. But I, I'm just, I've had it all along, but now it's just getting a little worse. I think what happens, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, you're wearing a tire down, and uh, hopefully mm-hmm. it's going to take care of it when I get two more, or when I get six more tires put on the back. What but, speed uh, you know, range do you get the on. vibration, and where do you feel the vibration? About, uh, I feel the vibration in the back. Speed's right around 62 to 65. Somewhere's around there, and sometimes maybe and, 70. But I, I usually run 62. No, no, yep, no. I'm sorry, that wasn't what I asked. What speed do you feel the vibration at, and where do you feel the vibration? Is it in the steering wheel or in your feet and seat? Uh, the feet and seat, more or less, yeah. It's in the back okay. end someplace. All right, it's in the back end. And what feel, speed does like, the vibration come at? Uh, it varies. The 65, it depends how much weight I have on the trailer. You know, right now I'm hauling light, I'm hauling some flowers, but if I get up to... You know, forty forty four thousand. It doesn't seem to be as bad. Okay. And when you feel when you feel the vibration, does it shake and stop, and then shake and stop, and shake and stop, or does it just shake? It just shakes. Okay, so it's not on the wheel ends, but it could be a maybe also. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that because I hit a, I hit, it didn't even, all it did is just brush the axles, or they brushed the two outside um, rims, and it didn't even really hurt them, but I, I had them pull them off and spin them to make sure they were okay, and they were both bent, but, mm-hmm. and it also tore the, the tires up, but you can see where the, where the jersey barrier was connected to the uh, rail, or the rail there it hit it hit it and just tore tore the sections right out right down to canvas right so and what happened also it took it took the front end and those the lugs that come out the the lug nuts and the and the lugs itself that come out it started to climb up the side of the jersey barrier and let me tell you i changed my pants like three times that night yep yep that'll do it, it. was unbelievable because yeah I, i'd never thought a jer- i thought a jersey barrier would just push you over but no it oh, actually no. made you climb, climb it. Yeah, yeah, it can do that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I had all be... the lugs put in there. I'm sorry. Now all of this, yeah, all of this vibration started after the accident, right? Well, I had a little bit before, but I just assumed it was a tire. But yeah, now it's it's getting worse. You know, I think as the tires wear down a little bit, but now I'm more more aware of it now that I think I might have been a housing or something, but. And then also what happened with the front of it, what happened to the front of it was uh, now I got a uh, power steering pump leak, or not the pump, the steering pump, it was steering uh, arm starting is leaking. The box. Yeah, the box, yeah. steering box is leaking. Could that affect yeah. that too from getting hit sideways? Definitely. Yep. Definitely, Definitely, okay, because I, you know, the insurance, I don't know if the insurance is going to cover it because I didn't have a... Uh, well, they said it should, but I didn't have an accident report. 
Now it's, I didn't stop, if you, to, ask, if I didn't stop to ask a deer if he was covered. If the insurance paid for the other part of the damage, the insurance will cover hidden damage. So if you go back and you determine the box is bad and you have the axles right. measured, you find out the axles are bent, you just resubmit that to the insurance company as, as, uh, as hidden damage. Right. Okay, you okay, the, yeah. If the axle housing is replaced, you should be able to then follow up and get those bearings all tightened up properly. And yeah. You'll eliminate that by yeah. better than new. Yeah, I think you've got some other problems there. Okay. Yeah, I, had a pro- I called you a long time ago about it, too, and you said it might be the uh, lug or the nuts inside there, the, the axle. The bearing tightened. nuts, yeah. But, right. Yeah, but they said, it, you know, I had somebody check, and they said it was all right, but that, you know, a lot of mechanics will just tell you what you want to hear. That's some true. Of places, but I, That's I'm true. out of Florida, and I, I live in Florida, but I, I have a North Carolina uh, phone number. I don't know how that ever happened, but anyways, Got up lucky. in Ocala. They have, uh-huh. they have, yes. <laughs> they, I'm sorry. Let me just try. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. Go see yeah, Martin Galvan in Ocala. Yeah, Ocala. Now, is that, he's at the uh, international dealer? No, he's a, a, he's mobile. Him? There is an international mobile, okay. dealer, Model International, but there is also Martin Galvan with a mobile alignment business, okay. and he is really good. I, I would go see Martin. Okay. Okay, yeah, I will then. But do you think, I mean, um, would you just dump this thing before? I got 600, almost 700,000 on it, but it's a T660. I wouldn't kind of dump like it figuring... just for what's happened. Uh, but if I was yeah. thinking about getting rid of it anyway, yeah, trade it off. This, yeah, this is a good Yeah, that's what I'm thinking out. because I've had nothing but problems, and it's just I, I really don't want to deal with it too much more. I mean, well, I love who, the truck and everything, but it's just – I don't want a new one. I don't want all that crap, but I don't. I don't want a twenty-two hundred dollar or twenty-five hundred dollar month payment. But, but you know, yeah. one versus the other, what you're going to have the payment or you're going to have the the maintenance. You know, it's like, you know, I bought this truck yep. from MHC in, in Gainesville, Georgia, and boy, I've had nothing but trouble with this thing ever since yep. I bought this thing. Yep. Yep. But anyways, sounds like time to bail. So. Yeah, I think so. I'm trying to talk my wife into it, but yeah, but I think I'm going to bail out of it. Yeah, so all maybe right. I'll pull all well, stuff you have yourself a good day. I'll put my. Okay, thank you very much, Mike and Kevin. Thank you very you much you. for everything. Okay, You're welcome. have a bye good bye. weekend. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. Well, there's a guy with a problem. But he did have a problem. But I don't think I can help him fix it at this point. Not all. Not all the problems. However, not all of them. Let's yeah. see. If you take parts off of a Kenworth uh-huh. and a Peter car, going with us. and you put it on a Freightliner, yeah, you really should not do. That. What do you wind up with? Did you mention the Peterbilt? Yes. Okay. It, it's a worthless Peter shaker. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I understand. Okay. Um, we don't have any more calls. Uh, if anybody does have a comment or a question, you can punch one. But we only have about 13 minutes left. About. Yeah. About. And if nobody else really has, oh, look at that. As soon as I oh. mention that we're going to leave, <laughs> all kinds of people jump on. All right. Let's we try this one bail. at 760 area code. All right. Where is 760? It's SoCal. It is SoCal. Let's talk to SoCal. All right. Hello, SoCal. Hello, Mike. This is Donald with Southwest uh, Truck Line. It's- Yes, out of Julian, California. Julian. <laughs> and guess what I did yesterday? What and did guess what yesterday? I did yesterday? My first alignment in the rain. 
in the rain. <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun. I've done those. <laughs> yeah, the laser is nice how, and twinkly in the, in, the, in the raindrops. Yeah, you could see it twinkling oh, through there. Cool. And how did that go for you? Uh, not too bad, actually. I, I, I went and double-checked it two or three times to dial it in, and finally, sure. on the third time, it, it finally got it where I wanted it and stuff. So it's good to go now, Wonderful. and I got out of the rain as fast as possible. An inch worth of rain good. up in Julian. Oh, yeah. Uh, up there, it could get kind of wet. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we're getting snow this week and uh, this uh, later this week. Oh, special. You going to go skiing? Nope. There's no nope, place to go skiing at. Not up there. <laughs> you hit trees and rocks. <laughs> I go skiing off of um, um, Banner Grade there off just Banner east Grade, of yeah. Camp Stevens. Yeah, that would do you some good. <laughs> A thousand feet straight down. There you go. There you go. All right, buddy. Everything else is good? Hey, everything else is good. I'll be calling by the maybe the end of the month getting uh, ordering shims from you. Awesome. We'll be around. All right. Well, we got some. Okay. You have a great day, and thanks for calling. All right. You thanks too. Thanks for calling, man. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Okay. That's the fellow that's just starting up his mobile alignment business in out Julie. of Southern California. He had to work in the rain. Yeah. I mean, well, honestly, how often is he going to have to do that in California? Uh, Not a whole lot, but oh, still it happens. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We've got a 917 area code. 917. And that is where? Um... New York. Okay. It's New York. It is New York. Let's see what New York has to say, but I bet it's the guy out of Florida. He's, yeah, he's not in New York. Let's find out. <laughs> Hello, New York. Hello, New York. Yeah, how you doing? We're yeah, good, I'm, you? I'm in Florida. I moved see? down to Florida, but uh, my number is from New York, yes. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. What's up? Okay, I got a, a big heart click. On the front end, on the, on, the, on the steering axle, either when I turn right or left uh, yeah. on, on, yeah. on the hark. Yeah. Is this a Freightliner or a Peterbilt? Uh, no, Kenworth T660, 2012. Kenworth T660, okay. Usually what happens that gives the truck a clunk under the front end when you turn is that the spring shackles at the back end of the front leaf springs are sliding side to side and banging up against the spring hanger. Right. A spring shackle. Which, okay. Yes. Not, yeah, it's, it's, not, that, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad It's just a nuisance thing. Right. Now, you can put washers between that spring shackle and the plate to take up the gap so it doesn't slide back and forth and give you that clunk. Right. Is that where this bushing are? There, there's a bushing, yes. It's the back end of the leaf spring. And then there's these uh-huh. two plates that hook the spring up to a spring hanger, and those plates are sliding back and forth. Right. Okay, but but the place where the butchin is, that's mm-hmm. where that should I put the uh, the, the washers? Or? So yeah. there's no sense changing the bushing, right? Because it's still going to have the right. same problem. Right. So. Now the question is, okay. if the bushing's worn, that moves up and down. Right. But if the shackle plate's sliding back and forth, uh, you put a jack. Between uh-huh. the leaf spring and the frame, you have a short jack, and you take uh-huh. a pressure off so that the spring shackle gets kind of vertical. Then you put a bar uh-huh. in there and pry down on it and see if the pins move up and down. Oh, okay. 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 If I, thought, if I have to replace the bushing, they come adjust so I won't have any play, or still got to look for... Oh. <laughs> 
if the if the guy who installs it knows how to put the washers in to keep it from moving back and forth, it'll be fine. But if he just puts the bushings in and puts it back together, it'll still go clunk clunk. Oh, okay, okay, all right. So with the jack, I should be able to see it. The clunk, the the, the moving. Yes. Of Yes, okay. you put a jack okay. in there, take a little pressure off, then you can pry on the spring. You'll see the pins move up and down. Okay, they need to be replaced. Okay. All right. Okay. Got it. All right. Very yeah, good, buddy. I'll check it out myself. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Have a great day. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye, okay. Bye. Okay. All right. All right. And that was between the frame and the spring. Yes. There's. You put it in between the shackle plates so that you're prying against the frame and down against the spring, and then you're moving the whole thing up and down, and you can see if the well, pins are back. But that's where you put the jack. It's between well, the, the jack frame. is going to be a little in front of that, between the spring and the frame, <coughs> and, you're, right. and you're taking the pressure off the spring so that that shackle will get straight. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right. Sense. we got a 404 area code. 404 is familiar. Yeah, right. I don't know if we're going to be able to. Oh, yeah, we can take this call. We haven't had a call from this state all day. It is Georgia. That's true. Georgia. Georgia. But if he's in Florida, the whole day through. Three from Florida. And that'll be over the limit. Let's find out. All right. Hello, Georgia. Hey, hey guys. How you doing? We're good. Where are you at? I'm <coughs> just west of Kingman, Arizona, but I'm out of Atlanta, heading to California. My goodness, All he's right. going a long ways from home. What's up? <laughs> uh, two things. Number one. I had an old hand tell me when you retread a tire, you need to make sure the casing is no more than two years old. That way it no, doesn't no, no, dry no. right up. No, no, no. No more than five years old. Five? Yes. Okay. Because the warranty on the casings, depending on the brand, is going to be five or seven years. Okay? Okay. So mm-hmm. just look at the sidewall. You know how to tell how old the casing is? Oh, yeah. No question about that. Yep, yep. Okay, good. So you yep. look at the DOT number, and if it's five yep. years old or less, I can cap that casing. Mm-hmm. If it's more than five years, I don't think I want to touch it. I got you. So I've ran Bandag Megatracks, and I've had very good experience with those rascals. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if you have a good okay. recapper that's taking care of you, he'll tell you whether the casing's good or not. Right. Got you covered. Got you. Okay. Now, you had mentioned uh, the stuff that goes in the tire that seals, punctures, and that kind of thing. Is that yep. stuff gray in color no no that's another brand of stuff there's several different brands there's a green slime one there's the gray one there's this or that the one i like is is brand is stallion like the horse okay okay i got you and it's biodegradable you can wash it up with water uh it'll Mm -hmm. puncture seal punctures and it balances the tire and also lubricates the insides so the casing lasts longer I got you. Okay. See, last week I was parked in a rest area in Arkansas, and the guy to my left decided to leave, and he didn't look in his mirror to see if the tail was going to clear, and he tore mm. off the nose of my 2017 Volvo. Oh, and he tried, man. He tried, the, he tried the run, but the deer guard caught his right front trailer tire and blew it out, and all this gray shit was flying everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that stuff is. But that's just not you. good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then finally, the only thing I want used is a woman. Well, okay. Experience, right? <laughs> yeah, who needs yes. <laughs> I'll take a, a used 
used women, but no used trucks, because you never know what kind of tear it had before you got it. Like the guy I found out in Gainesville, Georgia. Yep. All right, right? buddy. You have a good day. Thanks for for the feedback. Good luck. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. One more. (laughs) We got four minutes. One last call. 847. 847. It's close. It's close. It's uh, Missouri. Illinois. Illinois. Wrong state. Right. Let's talk to Illinois. Hello, Illinois. Illinois. Hey, how you guys doing? We're good. You? Illinois, Chicago. Yes, we are. Two, yep. two different states there, right? <laughs> Five-hour drive, no problem. Uh, yes, sir. I got a question. It's been a never-ending issue for about 2000, end of 2014. I got a Kenworth W900. And it's just mm-hmm. been a nightmare with steer tires. I've gone through. Mm-hmm. I get about a year out of. I mean, I've had Firestones on here, Continentals, Goodyears, everything but Michelin because I never want to spend the money on a higher dollar steer that. tire because it's continuously right. problems. And what's going on is I'm getting flat spots on the outside on both uh, on the driver's side and passenger side tires. Like every four to six inches, you'll get a flat spot that's maybe. Two inches long on the outside rib. Okay, now let's let's make sure we're talking about the same outside ribs. Each tire has two outside ribs, one close to the frame and one away from the frame. Now, are all of these mine? Go ahead. Mine are on the far outside. They're not into the frame. Away from the the frame. Okay. All right. Second thing is, have you ever felt to see if there's any feathered wear on the tire? No, there's not. There's no feathered wear. You're just getting this cupping. And what inflation are you running? 110. Okay. Okay. And you've got a 12,000-pound axle, so you're running 14-ply tires, right? So I got 16 on here. There's 20 teams. The ones that are on here now are uh, General LHS. Okay. Okay. All right. There's 16-ply. 16-ply. So you're carrying more than 12,000 pounds on your steer axle? I'm not. These these tires were just like a shot in the dark. I've ran 14 fly, and I've had the same okay. problem. I mean, I've just kind of been trying okay. everything. I mean, I got balancing That's stuff fine. on here. I got road king shots. We redid the okay. whole front end when we did the kingpin down the bear okay. tire rods. I mean, we've done everything, gearboxes, everything. I understand. I, just, I can't get I rid of it. I've had it okay. aligned. Okay. Smiling. All right. That's it, 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 it's all right. It's all right. Let's 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 calm down. It's okay. Um, there's no feathered wear, so it's not alignment. Okay. You've got shocks on there. That's fine. You said you're doing something for balance. What do you do for balance? Centromatic. Centromatic. So it's not a balance problem. Okay. Um, what year was the truck? Ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. I'm going to look at wheel bearings. Right. And uh what kind of what kind what's the nut on the outside end? Is it a is it a single castle nut? He doesn't know what kind of bearing nut is. You're not tearing it apart and doing the work yourself, are you? No, but we did bearings two years ago when we did the Kingpins. We rebuilt the whole front end, maybe a year and a half but, ago. But ninety percent of the mechanics will set the bearings wrong. That's our experience. And the bearings will cause this problem every time. Now do you have a jack? Yes. So I want you to jack up the front tires one side at a time. When you get it up off the ground where you can spin the tire, I want you to spin the tire slow, 
just with one hand, spin it, and see if it goes all the way around without trying to stop. If it tries to hesitate and stop and tries to hesitate and stop, that means your brake drum is grabbing the brake shoe, and that's one problem. Like the guys retire. Now, once you know it spins good, then I want you to spin it real fast. And while it's spinning real fast, reach over the top of the tire, put your hand on the air brake chamber that's right behind it. You know what the air brake chamber is? Yes. Good. If the bearings are good, there'll be no vibration in that bearing ch- uh, brake chamber. If the bearings are bad, you'll feel a vibration, and when you stop the wheel, the vibration will stop. Right. Now, I don't expect you to find a bad bearing, but it's always good to check. We hope there's no bad bearing. If it's a bad bearing, it doesn't matter if it's tight or loose or what. It'll just be bad. bad bearing. Okay. Now, once you've done that spin test and you're satisfied with everything, then with the wheel stopped, I want you to grab the top of the tire with both hands, put your fingers down in the tread, Kick your leg back at a good solid stance, and I want you to wiggle that tire like you're trying to pull the tire off the rim. In and out, in and out. If you hear a very small click, 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 the wheel bearing's loose, and that's causing the cupping. And if you find that, then you call us, and we'll tell you how to get the bearing adjusted correctly to stop that. If you do your own work. If you don't okay. want to do your own work, we've got plenty of shops that do. Yeah, but most mechanics with that type of a bearing will set it wrong, and you continue to have this problem. Yep. Yeah, usually when they set them, I've watched them before, you know, because I've always, I always, you know, when this first started happening, I kind of, that was one of the first yep. things I had them check because everything was just replaced, and all they do is jack it up and yank on it. You know what I right. mean? Right, or they'll stick a pry in bar there. in there. And they stick a pry bar exactly. in it, and they can't feel the bearing because the pry bar only goes in. It doesn't come back out. You want to push and then pull and get and see if it goes click, click. Now, when they install the bearing, the odds are they put them all together. They put the wheel on there. They put the nut on it. They spun it up. They tightened it down to a certain number. Then they backed it off a quarter turn and locked it up. Well, backing off exactly. a quarter turn was what left it loose, and that's why it's cupping. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I do appreciate it. One more thing. Who do you guys work with? I mean, who, who's reparable around Chicago? If you go to our website, to mdalignment.com, there is a shop locator tab that brings up a map of the U.S. You can pick the state you're interested in and it'll list the shops in that state that we trust. Right, and I know. Okay, they got one in Addison that has your uh, equipment in Addison, Mm -hmm. Illinois, or outside of Chicago. I know Treadrock, they have your equipment also. I'm always skeptical about that because I know you guys train them and teach them, but what if them people don't work there anymore? Well, that that's always a risk, and that's that's why we're constantly asking people to give us feedback if something like that changes. But we have talked to all these people. <clears> within the last six months, we've called every one of them. Yep. Now, okay. if you want to go to a shop that is an owner-operator shop instead of a dealership-type shop, there are shops around like the one we just mentioned in Ocala, Florida. There's a guy in Kansas City. There's a guy over by Topeka or by uh, Toledo, Ohio. There's, there's shops around that we know that are owner-operator shops, and the owner is the guy doing the work. Right. So we know they're consistently okay. doing the work right. And okay. I spoke with Chad. On, yeah, I spoke with Chad out of Kansas City on social media, and he referred me to a place, uh, Clyde, Ohio, and a place down by Cincinnati also that was, you know, because I kind yep. of go in those areas. Those guys, those guys okay. Yep, and those, those would be good guys. Okay? All right. I appreciate your time and what you guys do. Thank you, sir. You're welcome, buddy. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks for calling. All right, you too. All right, you're welcome. Thanks. Okay, folks, we have gotten through another hour of this as the stomach churns. A little more than an hour. 
We'd, yeah, well, we're giving them bonus time this week. Right. I got to go okay. fix a ceiling fan. You got to go fix a ceiling fan. Yeah. I got to go see if the wife will talk to me because I got to leave tomorrow morning for a week. A week. A week right. on the road. Y'all have yourselves a good one. We'll probably see you next Sunday night. Goodbye. Bye.